Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Attractions Group podcast, episode number 48. I'm Don Helbig, joined, as always, by Ryan Sir. Ryan, how are you I'm, doing? I'm doing well. Looks like we're a day short and a dollar short, or whatever the phrase is today, because we had to record this a day late, because I had a conflict yesterday, but I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, it's supposed to be summer now, and, uh, you know, here in the greater Cincinnati area, it's been, you know, overcast in the 60s, low 70s. You know, it's not supposed to be like that. That's April weather, you know, so I'm hoping hoping that we get back to those 85 to 95 degree days soon and sunshine and it feels like summer because right now it certainly does yeah it's uh it's kind of nice getting a little break from it but yeah i agree it does not feel like summer right now in the greater cincinnati area uh nights are blatantly cold and days are kind of like uh if it's sunny it's fine but if it's overcast it's uh it's jacket weather and here it is a couple days into the officially summer you know scientifically summer and you know Anyway, so uh, for those of you who are uh, here for the first time, welcome. Uh, we can be found on YouTube by searching for the Attractions Group podcast. We actually do a video version. It's not just an image that's up on the screen. Uh, and you can find us on your favorite podcast apps, Google, Apple, Spotify, and so on. Um, follow us on Twitter at Attractions underscore GRP. And if you're interested in many sponsorship opportunities, just send us a private message on the Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, we've had uh, some pretty good interaction over the last couple of weeks on on Twitter, you know, gaining some more followers, but uh, some of the content getting, you know, good response and, uh, you know, people telling us, you know, things like their favorite amusement or theme park or just, uh, you know, favorite ride, that type of thing. And it's great to see. So we really appreciate uh, the interaction that we're having with you. Ryan, mm -hmm. I heard yes. that you had a terrific weekend. What did you do? Yeah, I did. I had a, a pretty big weekend. Um, I actually, uh, I went to Cedar Point and I, you know, I kind of briefed about uh, my plans for the weekend on the last episode, but yeah, um, I went to Cedar Point and, you know, that's a story in and of itself. But the cool part about Cedar Point is there's so much more to it than you kind of think. Um, we actually um, stayed at two different locations on the peninsula. So that was kind of a unique experience, but, uh, that was another situation where it was like 70 something degrees there, but it was super sunny out. So it felt like it was 90, you know what I mean? Well, let, well, let me start. Where did you stay? Well, uh, so we, we originally stayed at lighthouse point. So lighthouse point, um, is their cabins it's cabins. And I think the RV park is also under the, on the umbrella of lighthouse point. But what I didn't know about Lighthouse Point was that there's actually a, a building for a lighthouse there. Um, it looks like they use it for storage now. I was trying to figure out what they use it for. But it's actually from the 1860s. It was significant during the Civil War. It's actually the third lighthouse to be on that location. And it's the oldest structure on the entire peninsula. So a real lighthouse there. Um, but we stayed in a cabin for the first night uh, just to do something different. I tell you what, like usually breakers, I always talk about breakers and how it's my favorite and stuff, but this one gave it a run for its money. This was nice. You know, um, the, the cabins are, um, essentially, uh, uh, it's a main kind of common area in the front, which has your TV and stuff. Yes. You can watch fun TV on the TVs if you're so inclined. Um, and then 
you know, a little hallway with a you know, reasonable sized bathroom and then a bedroom that sleeps everybody. Uh, there are larger size ones, but I'm talking about the standard cabin that or cottage that we stayed in. Um, so there's like a full size bed as well as a set of bunk beds. Uh, so that seats like the bed can do obviously two adults and then bunk beds are like probably one kid each. It's standard beds. Uh, but the couch in the main room folds out to like a full full size bed. So I guess it could seat five comfortably. Um, if people in the bunk beds are willing to share, you could probably get a couple more in there. Um, but you know what the coolest part was is, you know, with breakers and stuff, you, it's always a debate of, do you want to go lakeside or do you want to go parkside? Because lakeside, you can see all the way out into Lake Erie parkside. You can see the park. Well, with this literally, um, if we looked out our window, we saw the still steel vengeance Hill. I mean, it, it was really, really neat, but, um, Completely different experience. And one thing that I kind of uh, learned doing this is that um, they have a full kitchenette there. Um, so I was thinking next time we do this, I might bring like um, maybe like my little like flatbread indoor grill and like cook a nice breakfast. We brought like cereal and stuff because there's no good place to, to eat you know, for breakfast there. Cause you're kind of far away from breakers and all that, but I I'm going to do that next time. That was really, really fun. So I'm, I'm definitely a fan of lighthouse. Park. Oh, and may I add by the way. So the common area is in the back of the place. Okay. So, um, when you, when you enter one of the cottages, you walk between two cottages and then the porch is on the back. Well, the porch faces right out into Lake Erie. So literally you can pour yourself some nice coffee or whatever. First thing in the morning, walk out onto your porch and just see the vastness of Lake Erie and the boats off in the distance and the little lighthouses and stuff. Very, very cool. You know, yeah, and it's beautiful there. Isn't it? Yeah. Have you ever stayed at one of the cottages? No, I have not, uh, but I've been out in that area walking around, you know, where you're, what you're talking about there and, and just kind of taking in, taking in the view. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And there's a, a pool back there. Um, they've got really nice, like, like a common, they have restrooms in the cottages, but they do have like restrooms out there and stuff. And it's one of those things where it's like you, with the cottages, um, you know, they don't have like huge hot, hot, hot water tanks. Not that you'd be taking a hot shower typically during the months of the cottages are open, but they say like, if you want to take a long shower, you can go right over to by the pools and they've got nice showers in there that have like the regular big tanks and so on. Um, but yeah, it, it's beautiful. It put it on your bucket list of things to do up there. Um, that just adds to the complexity of, you know, you think of Cedar Point as a park, but there's so much more to it up there. You know, just so much more yeah. to the city, you know? Exactly. Now, you mentioned you stayed at two different places, and I would imagine it's not a visit to Sandusky and Cedar Point for Ryan Sir if he did not stay at, uh, at Breakers there. No, I did stay at Breakers. Um, Breakers is awesome. So let me tell you about this. See, a lot of people that listen to this podcast have stayed at Breakers, so I don't know and need to go into crazy detail, and we'll, we'll kind of reminisce about, like, the beach and what happens there. But... Uh, I would say that the breakers, like I'm also like a loyal, like Hilton person. I stay at Hilton's all the time and Hilton always has like fantastic employees and the breakers ones are right up there with them. Like they're always so helpful and so polite and going out of their way for you and stuff. I, I really enjoy that about it. Um, but let me, I, I've never shown this off on the show, but you know, they have those, um, those coaster hoodies with like the little zipper mm -hmm. pocket and stuff. Don, I don't even know if you've seen this or not, but I actually bought. The um, this wasn't this trip, but I did wear this this trip. 
I bought the Hotel Breakers hoodie in that style. See, there's the logo. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen that before. Have looks, you seen it, it before? Cool. I, I didn't even know. I have seen it, yeah. But yeah. it's got uh, Hotel Breakers, like, like on the sleeve, like a tattoo kind of thing. But this is like the warmest hoodie ever. If you guys, the way that you can, you know what I'm talking about is the, the zipper pocket here. You know, they've got them for all, you know, all the different rides at probably all the Cedar Fair parks, but it's so warm that you could almost wear it as a winter coat. So, um, yeah, I've been taking that everywhere I go. Uh, cause you know, Cedar Point at night gets very cool on the beach and stuff. It's like jacket weather, even on the hottest days, which is a very, very good thing. Um, but let me tell you about, uh, uh, you know, the thing about breakers is, um, you know, Cedar Point closes and, you know, the beach, the beach and stuff is like the, the, the walkway on the beach, the boardwalk is kind of busy after the park closes, um, just with people leaving. But usually about an hour after when people have time to go back and eat and stuff, there's just so many people that are out there sitting around the fire. It's like the party keeps going till about 2 a.m. Um but even like during the day, I've never seen the beach as busy and they didn't even have much going on. You know, they've got some stuff coming up, you know, for parties on the beach and stuff. I did that last year, which was a really good time. But um, I, I never seen more boats in the water, people playing volleyball, people sunning, people running around. So it was just so cool to see all that. Um, so it's almost like you feel like you're in Florida a little bit, except for the fresh water and the very cool breeze coming off the lake. Um, yeah. but yeah, uh, oh yeah. Another thing that, the, that they did there, and I haven't seen this since the pandemic is, you know, we, we come back to our room, like the beauty of breakers for those of you who don't know is it's, it's within walking distance to Cedar point. So you can be like, I'll bring my jacket in, but I'll drop it off at the hotel if I don't need it. It's not like you're stuck with anything or, you know, like my girlfriend and I often go back and cool off. If it gets hot, we'll go back to the hotel chill out for, you know, half hour, 45 minutes and come back. But we come back and we realize somebody cleaned up after they actually went in and like house kept the room. They did. They made all the beds and stuff. And, um, but we were like, we were like baffled because who's done that since the pandemic, but they did it, you know, but yeah, breakers is just awesome. It's so cool. You know, it's got the location advantage and stuff. So yeah, one of my favorite places to stay, uh, you know, when I go up to Cedar point, um, you know, a lot of history there, but a lot has changed as well, too. Uh, it's, it's not the breakers that if you, you went there, you know, 15, 20 years ago, even, you know, five years ago, it's not the same. Yeah, right. Um, so it's it's funny because they show pictures of breakers from like 1905, 1906, and you can see it. Like that main rotunda in the middle is definitely the same. So um, to put in perspective, uh, entering breakers from let's say the outside from the parking lot, you come in, you walk past the gift shop and stuff. And then you're walking down this hall and you go into like this big area, which is like the check-in area. It's like the main lobby and it has like a walkway all the way around the top. But here's something I never really thought about. My walkway didn't do anything because you can take the steps up and you can go to like a different wing. But for the most part, it doesn't, it just circles. It's just decorative. Um, and that was a big feature when breakers was built. I just never really, you never notice. Um, and then, uh, you know, if you keep on going past that, there's the big rotunda nowadays, there's like a Starbucks in there and stuff, but, uh, the rotunda and the main check-in area, I believe are original, obviously been renovated a million times, but, um, breakers has always been huge, but what they've done is, you know, every several decades, they tear down an entire wing and they build it up and modernize it and stuff. Um, 
so yeah, you're right. And it's funny because I was like looking up, um, you know, famous people that have stayed at breakers because that's the kind of things that are on my mind. Um, and let me, let me pull some up. Cause I know, um, yeah, while you're pulling this up, I want to mention, you know, you talked about the different renovations and it's one of the things that uh, Cedar Point, they do so well, whether it's the, the hotels or it's in the park, uh, you know, they're able to update things, make it more modern without losing the charm. Yeah. And, and what's funny is we've stayed at Breakers twice this year and um, uh, y- there's there's a clear difference between when you're staying in the new wing and when you're staying in an old wing, because the new wing feels very modern. The old one feels very classic. Both have the charm. They both look essentially the same. Um, but this time we stayed in like a new room, um, you know, in the last 30 years or so. Uh, but last time we stayed uh, in definitely an old one. And it was, it was like, and there was no like quality difference between the two, but just knowing what I knew, like I could feel the history kind of floating through there. Um, but here's a list of people. This is just off Wikipedia that have stayed at Hotel Breakers. Um, so Abbott and Costello, you know, who's on first, what's on second. Calvin Coolidge, you might know him as President of the United States. Dwight Eisenhower, same deal. Warren Harding, same deal. Helen Keller, I think she spoke at Cedar Point. Don't they have a plaque for that? Like over um, by Windseeker, isn't there a plaque commemorating her speaking at Cedar Point or or appearing there? Or There's some recognition in the park. I'm not sure exactly where it is though, but there is some recognition. Of yeah. Her. Well, obviously she, she couldn't speak, but I'm saying like she used to make public appearances and, yeah. and so on. Uh, Annie Oakley, uh, John D Rockefeller, Theodore Roosevelt, John Philip Sosa, William Howard Taft and Woodrow Wilson. So a bunch of presidents have stayed there. So it's like hollowed halls really. But you got to remember that in the early years when it was a bathhouse and stuff, breakers was the attraction. You know, in a theme park there. And if there was, it was um, just to get people to stay at Breakers. Um, but definitely cool. Yeah, you're right. It, it definitely keeps the charm throughout, you know. And it doesn't feel like some stuff's dated and some stuff isn't. Um, yeah. Well, let's do a little comparison here. Since you stayed at both places, next time you go, you only get to choose one. Are you going to do Lighthouse Point or Breakers? Mm, what time of year are we talking about? Let's just go with uh, August. August would probably be breakers because one of the best parts of breakers is all the activity on the beach and stuff at night. Uh, and August is smoking hot for that. There's everybody's out all night. Um, if it was like, we went like se- the second weekend they were open. So it was either April or early May. And um, I, pr- I wish we had stayed at Lighthouse Point then because there was nobody really on the beach because it was kind of cold at night. Um, but we could have enjoyed like, you know, sitting out on the porch and in jackets and stuff, watching Lake Erie uh, from Lighthouse Point. But um, yeah, I think in August, I, I think that's it because it's the party, you know, while Lighthouse Point is very relaxing and stuff. You know, awesome. Views well, I'm planning that. a visit in August and I will take your recommendation and I will stay at Breakers. Yeah, book now. Uh, that stuff fills up in in the prime months, but you know. Well, it does. Yeah. It, All right. This year at Cedar Point, Ryan, they've added the Grand Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened to the old one? You know, it's funny because the I went on a wild goose chase this last visit here because um, 
So, uh, I think Cedar Point or one of their fan sites or something on Instagram put up a picture of the original Grand Pavilion from, you know, 1904 or whatever it was. Maybe it was earlier. I'm not sure. Um, and I posted saying, because I, I was like, that the original one, that was near Windseeker, right? And I had mm-hmm. a bunch of people saying like, no, it's over up by where Wicked Twister was. And they have no idea what I'm talking about. That's the new Grand Pavilion. But one person said, it's still there. They just renovated it. And I'm like, oh, there's no way. So I keep on like uh, researching it and stuff, and I'm like, "Is this grand?" Because the thing though is like, if you have that grand pavilion, like, why would you tear that down? Unless it was like in bad shape or something. Like, I don't know. It comes to find out, it is. Well, there's that, there's that place near Windseeker, mm-hmm. uh, that big building, and that's where you know they used to have the ballroom and everything in there. So I would imagine that would be the structure everyone's referring to as it still being there. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And if you if you ride Windseeker, I've never been in their little like like um company picnic area or anything but um riding windseeker if you go up you can clearly see the outline of it like they've taken all off of the or, the ornamentation and all that stuff from it um but it, it's clearly there it's clearly there for the original renderings um and so for those of you who have been to cedar point that have no idea what we're talking about as you walk towards windseeker like if you're walking towards lake erie um on your left side there's some facades that look like buildings that is the side of the old grand pavilion. So that's what's there now. You know, it's, yeah, I've gone in and I've seen that ballroom and everything. And, you know, you just feel the history when you walk in that. Yeah. It, there's a lot of stuff like the, um, everyone calls it the arcade, but I think they call it the Coliseum there. You know, where, mm-hmm. where I mean, where, to be fair is where the arcade is, but that's like so cool because that came right around the same time. That was like 1904, 1905, somewhere around there. I'm sure somebody's going to go in the comments and fact check me with all these dates. So I should just stop. But I think that's really cool too. And they've got a big, like big ballroom upstairs with that. That's they only use for private events and stuff nowadays, but I, it, it was, you know, they might've had a roller rink or something up there. That was really common at the time, but, um, that's just so neat to how, because we were discussing, especially when like Arthur Levine was on the show, we were talking about how the Cedar Point of, you know, 1870, 1880, whatever, is is different from the Cedar Point now just because so much has changed. And I got to walk that back a little bit because you're surrounded by the history. Now, granted, like there's a lot of places where it's like this used to be something completely different and they tore it down and it looks completely different. But you know, if you walked there in like, you know, the 1920s, like you'd recognize the Coliseum, the arcade, you'd recognize the old Grand Pavilion, you know, none of the rides or anything would be the same. But other than that, I mean, th- you would definitely be able to get your bearings with that. So I thought that was really cool. That was a good um, revelation to me at the time, you know. Well, let's talk about the Grand Pavilion today mm-hmm. and food, all the different food options that are available there yeah oh my god the uh, (laughs) i keep on telling people to try the turkey and then they can thank me later uh it's literally the best turkey i've ever had in my life uh it's got some sort of pesto uh base to it or something and um i mean just wow you know it's really moist it's got that taste to it. it's got a little maybe a little bit of spice to it almost or something um but I ate it three times, <laughs> three times when I was there, I ate it. Uh, and you know, trying that, uh, especially like they, they got these fries too, that are really good. They're like big flat, like they're like steak fries, but they're like flat. So they're not wedges or anything like that. Um, but that's some of the best park food that might 
give like Aunt Granny's for its, uh, the running for the best park food I've had. Um, I got three times in two days eating there. I, I literally ate the turkey for two meals in one day. I got the same thing. Um, girlfriend got the uh, coconut shrimp. She really liked it. I'm not a big fan of that, but I will acknowledge that it did taste very good when I tried it. Um, had some friends stop in that uh, happened to be in the area. Uh, got them to try the turkey. They also greatly approved of it. So, um, and, and you know what? They added some food options too. Uh, let's pull this up on their social media because they... they yeah, thank you. I saw that today. There's like three or four different... Uh items that they added right yeah um let's let's pull that up because that's worth taking a look at um because i'm sure it's excellent i had the uh the sam there was like a, a sandwich that was like everything's kind of pesto based there which i'm not complaining um but uh the sandwich was like like turkey and stuff and um it was really good uh it, like it was definitely like quality food but it doesn't hold a candle to the turkey okay so i pulled up this is their social media post from two days ago so um the 20th of june 2023 for those of you listening in the future um carved rotisserie sirloin steak yeah take my money <laughs> <laughs> that yeah that that sounds really good uh honey lemon glazed chicken drumsticks that's that's up your mm -hmm. alley I, i'm not a big bone-in chicken Definitely. guy but i would certainly eat that um, and then the chicken tenderloin, I think they actually had, um, my girlfriend tried that once. I'm going to zoom in and see what the, yeah, I think they actually had that a few days before they announced it. Um, so it's, it's like, um, chicken tenders, but they're very well seasoned and stuff. So it's really good. So now I'm hungry. We need to take a break. <laughs> Let's go to commercial, Don. <laughs> Yeah, but Grand Pavilion, the whole area is so cool. Uh, I hope when you get up there, your shoulder feels good so you can ride the Wild Mouse, by the way. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It uh, looks like it's a lot of fun. I'm not the biggest, uh, you know, fan of spinning rides. Yeah. But something like that, I think it's not as it's not as intense as you might find. Like, today I might ride a Scrambler once a year. I'm not going to ride it every time I visit a park. Uh, but... Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, to riding that. Uh, you know, you and I saw the the reveal of the of the um, the ride vehicles back at IAPA, right. and it just looks like so much fun. So yeah, I hope to to be in a, a situation where my shoulder is good, my pinched nerve that I have, and I'm able to to ride that. But you know, Ryan, when you think about Cedar Point, immediately you know what comes to mind is Steel Vengeance, uh, Millennium Force, Maverick, Raptor. Um, you know, all those rides, all those thrill rides that they've been been known for. But there's a lot of hidden gems there. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. You know, and, and as I've gotten older and it's less about when I was in my 20s, I had a lot of um, patience with the whole like wait an hour for this ride. Uh, I can't do that anymore. Just I, I just I don't have the patience anymore. <laughs> you know, It's because of the Zoom generation, I suppose. But with that being said, you, you don't. Well, let me let's stop you right there. Okay, you said you don't have the patience anymore. Is it possible? Is it possible, Ryan, that you've just broadened your horizon as a amusement theme park person? It's not just about the roller coasters anymore, the big thrill rides. You like to enjoy everything nowadays. Um, oh no, it's certainly a factor of that. Um, because because I will say, and Don, I know you're getting antsy. We will get to the train, but I would say that like <laughs> my favorite. My favorite ride there, um, 
that's that's not a coaster and stuff because I don't even know what my favorite. I guess it's Maverick or whatever. But um, my favorite ride there that's like especially a non coaster is Cedar Downs, and you know I I just not only are the, the horses beautiful, the ride is just fun. Though it, how it's a unique racing carousel, um, it's mm-hmm. got some beautiful history behind it, and it's just like it's it's just it's so fun. It's just so fun, especially because I always feel like I win. So when I ride with friends, I like throw it in their face that I randomly was selected to win this race because the horse happened to stop ahead of theirs, you know, but, um, that one's traveled around a little bit that let's, um, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. And it's like really fast too. That's the cool thing about it. Um, you know, what would be really cool, Ryan is you, you know, you see the, the horses going round and round is to go underneath if you were to put like a GoPro there and watch all the cables and all the things, you know, moving underneath of that, that would be such a cool video, wouldn't it? I completely agree. And I know that when they do the, um, the winter, the winter chill out, when they walk through often that ride is completely taken apart. Uh, where did that ride come from? I can't remember the name of the park. Hold on. Not sure off the top of my head. Um, you know, it's been at Cedar Point as long as I can remember visiting there. My first visit came in 1987. Okay, so Cedar Downs was originally built in 1921 for Euclid Beach Park. That's it. Yeah, Euclid. That's I, right. they, I was yeah, thinking. I knew. Cleveland. Yeah, I knew it started with an E, uh, where it was named the Great American Derby. It was purchased and moved to Cedar Point in 1967. So you've been going since the 60s. So it must have been after that. 87. 80, 87. Yeah. For me, 80, 87. Say, yeah, 87 was my first visit. Yeah, it's one of two racing carousels in the United States. I wonder where the other one is. Not sure on that. But yeah, my first visit, uh, it was uh, when uh, Iron Dragon debuted. Um. Yeah, Iron Dragon. I read that in VR. Have you ever tried that? Like when you put on the VR glasses? No, not in the VR. No, I haven't tried that. Um, so, okay, we've talked about Cedar Downs. Mm-hmm. Another hidden gem for you, Ryan, would be what? The Sky Ride. I love the Sky Ride. Classic. Some people are really afraid of those. And I'm trying to figure out how they work uh, because it does just roll off this metal mechanism and then land on this cable. But I've always wondered if it can so easily attach and detach from the cable, why doesn't it do that with people on it? You know, so obviously their engineers are way smarter than me to figure that out. But also I've always wondered how, even with its weight, uh, not so much that one, but especially like the ones in like Gatlinburg and stuff that go down mountains, how do they not slip? You know, I guess they just don't, you know, I just, I'm going to have to look up. A, no, they're, they're, they're clamped on. They're pretty good. And it's the, it's, you know, it, it's, it, they're fun, you know, but you get a great view of the park. Mm-hmm. You like, you know, just going down that midway that way. Um, they're colorful, you know, so it makes for a great skyline shot. Um, you know, so yeah, it's a definitely a must ride for me. Every time I go to Cedar point is the sky ride. Yeah. I like how both getting on and getting off of any, really any sky ride, except for the really modern ones that stop is like, it's either a rush job of like trying to get to an airplane when they're, when you're getting on and where it's like crashing at the end I always got a kick out of that. <laughs> I, I think that's so much fun, but yeah, it's, um, yeah, don't miss a sky ride if you make your first trip to Cedar Point. If you haven't ridden it, please do. It's um, it, it takes you from one end of the the main midway to the other. Um, it's just it's so breezy up there. They do a lot of the plants and stuff below. Like they made out the one fiftieth logo last year with the plants. No, I'm sorry, was that two years mm-hmm. ago? That was two years ago. So they, and then last year they did the fiftieth anniversary of 
of the giant wheel. That's what they did. Yeah, another thing with the Sky Ride, you know, if you want to ride it anytime you go, but if you're there in the fall for their Halloween weekends event, ride it then because you get a great view of all the decor that they have going down the midway mm. when you're riding the Sky Ride. Yeah, and um, one thing I did notice is you uh, like when the fog is just right, you you load in the fog and then you pop out of the fog for a while and then you go back into the fog. One of the best rides I ever had on Maverick was during um, Halloween weekends when the fog was just sitting about 20, 25 feet up and you could just see the trains popping up and out of, <laughs> out of the fog. So we rode it like that. Mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, you're whited out, just seeing nothing but fog. And then it's clear for a second. And then you white out again. That's so much fun. I really like it though. One of the things that they do is um, at Cedar point is a lot of their hollow weekends is, is truncated to um, like frontier town, like the back of the park. And then the, the mm -hmm. front is it's still got decor and stuff, but they don't have like scare actors and stuff. I think that's really cool because uh, if you're there, especially if you go a lot, the whole thing of people jumping up and trying to scare you kind of gets old. So it's be nice to like be able to get out of that. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. But um, yeah, they do a really good job with that event. Um, they have three carousel, two carousels, well, three, including a kitty, I think. But you know, they used to have a fourth and it was um, over kind of like by Maverick and stuff, but they use it as a haunt now. I was trying to figure out what that yes. building was and I was like, it's circular. So it was definitely like something. And I was thinking the clown, yeah, they got their clown maze, yeah. carnival back mm -hmm. there. Yeah. But that, but the carousel, when you first walk in, I mean, that is, you know, it's old classic, um, but just, you know, beautiful to look at. Um, and the horses look really good. Uh, did you ride the carousel? I've never ridden the carousel. I got to do that. Yeah, that one, I want to say it's 1912 when it uh, first opened. There's been at Cedar Point, I want to say, since 1946. So somebody correct me if I'm wrong about that, but I'm going to go with 1946 uh, when it debuted at Cedar Point. So one of their oldest rides. Yeah, the funny part is they're, um, uh, both of the carousels they have, I think, I think both of them they bought off just some dude. They didn't buy them from a park. It was just somebody owned them. Maybe that was a thing back in the day. But uh, they were working. Yeah, it's a staple. Though. Yeah, oh yeah, and yeah, it's it's come... perfect in the front of the park too. Like they still have the one five zero, like the one fiftieth logo thing lit up in the front. So you walk into that with the carousel in the background. I think that's really neat. It's it's a really neat entrance. Like I'm I'm grateful for the one we have at Kings Island. I think that's the best, really. But there are a lot of bad ones out there, and Cedar Point certainly has a good one. You know. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And again, on my list, when I go, you know, I have to. I have to get a ride on the carousel. So pretty much when I walk in, I'm doing the carousel. Then I'm going to do the sky ride because it's right there, you know, almost to get on that. Uh, then I kind of move myself down, you know, and, and we'll do uh, Cedar Downs. And then I'll start doing some of the coasters. But I want to get those classics in before I get to the coasters. Uh, another gem? The train. The, I never I rode mean, their train until a couple years ago. Because I thought it just went around the park. And I, well, first of all, I didn't have that appreciation for train. You can't really appreciate trains. Like, okay. So I always like loved Kings Island's train, but I thought that was unique. And everybody else's train was just like a, like, you know, chance ride stuff and not really a train. Come to find out that there are a lot of parks with really good trains. Obviously Dollywood, uh, you ride that and that's, that's worth the price of admission in itself. But uh, Cedar Points is also coal, coal powered. So it puts out the big black. Mm -hmm. And the funny part is, it's like 
people always talk about with Dollywood how um you know at that port over by um uh the county fair or what I don't know what they call that midway mm-hmm. but um but how you know it puts out smoke and I've even worn like light colored shirts and they've gotten dirty from it but the smoke from the Cedar Point one is all over the place because that goes through the park um and it has a distinct coal burning smell too if you're into that um but let's talk about Boneville you know what I'm talking about Oh yeah, with the fire and stuff. Yeah, yeah, nice scene. That's really well done. That was a, um, a surprise and delight the first time I experienced and saw that. Yeah, th- you know, I wasn't expecting it to be there. It was it was you know very well done. Uh, just kind of out of the blue, here it is, and um, you know, just really cool. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, the how long has it been? Has it been there since you've been going? Since the eighties, at least. Um, I didn't recall it back from the eighties. So, you know, it was, it was a while later that, that I, you know, came across that maybe it was, I was looking at, you know, mesmerized by the coasters and stuff as you're going around and I didn't really, you know, pay attention to it at that time. But, you know, now, you know, it wouldn't be the same without that. Yeah. And I, I like how they sell like Boneville pins and stuff like that. But for those of you who have no idea, Don, we talk about this stuff sometimes and we're really, really good about this, but we're going off and talking about these things and there are going to be a percentage of the population that's no idea what we're talking about. But so Cedar point has, uh, you know, a train and the train has two stops. If you ride from one stop to the next, um, it's going to be like a normal train ride around the park. But if you go from that stop back to the first stop, like back to the, the origin, um, you go through Boneville, and Boneville is a community, shall we say, of animatronic skeletons and stuff. And they're all like in kind of tongue-in-cheek positions. And uh, there's one point where there's like a, a fireman a skeleton, and he's spraying water on a house that's on fire that literally has fire coming out of it. Yeah. And they yeah. have gunshots and stuff, and it's, uh man. I, I always kind of just call them, and this isn't the name, but I always say there's Fireman Ed. Fireman Ed. We can try to make that a thing, <laughs> but yeah, their, their train <laughs> is coal powered and stuff. Um, I, one thing I will tell you is that, uh, staying at breakers, um, when they start firing that thing up in the morning, you can hear it, but I, I don't want to say that as a negative because if you're staying at Cedar point to be woken up to like, Oh, they're testing corkscrew, which is what happened to us. It's kind of a cool feeling really, you know? Um, but let me, let's talk about that real quick. So one thing that's really kind of cool about the whole property is that, you know, once Cedar Point closes, you leave, you know, you go outside the gates and you can't really go back in, but you can walk along the beach until midnight and you're walking just right outside of like a, a fence from the ride. Like we, um, couple years ago, uh, me and, uh, if you guys remember Brandon from theme park predictions, we were walking along that boardwalk and we just ran into some. Uh, maintenance guys are working on Windseeker and they were telling us all about like what they do for it and how they fix it and you know what the maintenance is like. It was a really cool experience. But um, you know, uh my understanding, and, and don't quote me on this, but I because I've been told this, but maintenance there works overnight rather than early in the morning, like they do at a lot of parks. So they run a lot of rides, like just in the you know, midnight, they're running some ride and the park's been closed for two hours because they're working on it. It's so cool to just watch it. You know, that's why if you stay on the peninsula, you're you're surrounded by Cedar Point. So if you don't like Cedar Point, it's probably terrible. But for those of us who do, which is most of us, it's a really cool experience to, to be able to check it out and stuff. Um, but especially staying at Lighthouse, like we got there about 10 o'clock at night. 
uh, we checked in, we put our stuff down and we're like, well, what do we want to do? And it's like, well, we can go sit down on the porch. And it's like, well, you can sit down on the porch facing Lake Erie, but there's nothing to see. Literally, it's blackness because all you see is a buoy with a light on it about 300 yards out. So we're like, well, let's just walk around. So we were able to like, you know, 10 o'clock at night, parks already closed and everything, just kind of like walk around. You never, never entered the park, obviously, but you could be like all around and stuff and you can see people working on stuff. And you see a lot of more behind the scenes, just like they, they don't, mm-hmm. they show you a little bit more behind the curtain there, just mainly out of necessity. But that's one of the things I, I really, really like about uh, the whole experience of staying there. And we were talking about the train and I don't know how I went off on this tangent ton. I apologize. It happens. Have you been on the Windseeker? Yeah. That's that's yeah. my favorite Windseeker. Because it's all based on the view. Uh, and you can see 10 miles out into the lake from that top of that Windseeker. You know? Yeah, it is a terrific view. And, you know, just that whole setting, you know, from coming over the causeway into the park. And then if you're on rides like Windseeker. You know, just just take it all in and enjoy it. I mean, it's breathtaking. Now, I want to plug one thing, and I wish I had done this earlier in life, but they have an app uh, that's they have QR codes for it, like all around the park. But I'm gonna I'm gonna plug this app now. Um, it's uh, look for Cedar Point History, and um, Cedar Point History actually is a walking tour through the app. That'll tell you like, okay, go to this point. This used to be this. And I I didn't get the app until it was too late. Like I couldn't really do the tour. But what I did do was I just played through everything. So, and I know the park well enough to envision it. And if you care about the history, and you should care because it's very, very cool. But uh, just get that app and just listen to the audio tracks from it. If you, Especially if you don't have time to do it at the park. And you can really just soak in the history. And then, um, so I did that the first time I went. And then this time I was able to like, just know more about where I was. My first visit was in 2007. So Cedar Point then looked a heck of a lot like Cedar Point now, but there are huge differences, you know? Um, so I, I think that's so cool. I love when history and parks collide. That's why I love like PTC and, you know, old carousels and, you know, stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, so, but, but that, you know, speaking of modern Cedar Point though, so we got to join the last weekend of the Frontier Festival. Mm-hmm. And the Frontier Festival is, and obviously in Frontier Town, and it is uh, food, live music, games, stuff like that. Um, so we tried a couple of food items. Uh, we had the chorizo corn. Everything's corn themed, by the way. But um, we had the chorizo corn pizza. I guess uh, that was very good. Um, friends of ours had some of the special drinks and stuff. They said they were good. Um, but I, I want to tell you about one thing that made the whole frontier festival where I, I, if I had paid, I mean, I've got, I'm a prestige pass holder, but if I had paid admission to Cedar point, just got to do this one thing, it would have been worth that face value price. The kickoff ceremony for the, for frontier festival was the funniest thing I've seen in a park in a long time. So it was two men and two women. And it starts off where there's like this band that's playing, like one's playing like, hillbilly percussion gallenberg stuff where they're beating on pots and washboards or whatever and then a person playing a piano and finally the actors come in like i said two men two women and um one of the men is the town drunk and he's like slurring his speech and whatever and they finally get up on stage and they do their monologue and and yeah whatever but they start singing this song and anytime that it was his turn to sing he would just sing nonsense 
And he'd always be like a half step behind everybody else in the choreography. And it was so freaking funny. So I, that, that was like, uh, one of the funniest things I've seen at a park before this dude, just he's playing the tr town drunk. and It was clearly supposed to be his line. You knew what he was supposed to be saying just cause like, you know, when words rhyme and stuff, you can kind of predict mm -hmm. what comes out. Right. And, he's, <laughs> and then he trips over himself and stuff. Oh man. It, it was so cool. Uh, I'm glad that events working out for him. They did a tasting card thing where, um, you know, you could get uh, either six or 10 samples for however much money, uh, runs from noon to eight every day. Uh, obviously it's subject to change cause it's over now, but, um, they've got a lot coming up. They actually just sent out an email, uh, speaking of the beach about, uh, they remember they had the summer nights last year, but we talked about that, about the party on the beach. Um, I look for Cedar fair and stuff on my emails and stuff so often that I'm having trouble finding. Okay. Cedar Point Amusement Park. Uh, Hotel Breakers Beach Club is what they're calling it this year. And that's when they have like the activities on the beach at night and stuff. Um, so if you're staying, if you're planning on going, um, you know, this summer, I don't want to read the dates off because I'm not exactly sure what they are, but uh, check their calendar. It might be worth staying at Breakers just for that because your night doesn't have to end at 10 o'clock. It can end at midnight. Uh, and it's, it's a really, really good time. So, Don, you're going in August? Gonna go in August. And stay in at Breakers, I guess. Oh yeah, you convinced me, so I'll stay at Breakers this time. How how many have you stayed at Breakers? Like the main Breakers? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I almost won't. I, I used to have this standing rule because my girlfriend loves to go and she loves to ride Maverick and stuff. And it's all the stuff that I've like grown away from as far as going to a park for just one coaster or whatever. She's she's still in that phase, but um, I used to tell her we're not going to see your point unless we stay at, at Breakers. You know, I'm not doing that. Yeah. So um. Yeah, for me, it's been Breakers. I've done Castaway Bay. I've done, you know, when it's just a short one day kind of a trip or something, I've done Breakers Express, which is, you know, before you get to that causeway there. So, uh, but yeah, it's going to be Breakers this time when I go back. Uh, but Ryan, you know, let's let's disqualify this. So you go to Cedar Point and we, we you know, we talked about earlier, you know, what everybody thinks about, you know, right away with all the roller coasters, but you had a fantastic couple of days there. Had nothing to do with roller coasters. I rode very few roller coasters. You know, I, 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 I mean, I was lucky. You know, and it's like any other park where you can kind of like play. You can play the game and figure out like, okay, this will probably be dead in the morning, so let's go there first thing and stuff. So we got our ride on Maverick. We got our ride on Millennium Force. Um, we rode Gemini. Gemini is hard to get now. You know, Gemini always, I mean, it was his birthday over the weekend, by the way. It turned 45 yeah. on Saturday. 45 years old. Yeah. Hard to believe it's been around that long. Now, I remember when that debuted and how big a news it was in the Cincinnati area. It was on all the channels. You know, back then there was only three channels. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there was the ABC, NBC, and CBS. But yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, that was one of my first times really hearing about Cedar Point was seeing the Gemini commercials back then. Yeah. And so we got to ride their Windseeker. So Windseeker is hard to get there because obviously rides don't operate in high winds. That place has a propensity for high winds. So it's usually open several hours a day. It's not like it has downtime, like it's broken. But if you see it open, ride it because the view up there is just astounding. I haven't ridden, it, I haven't ridden it. there at night. I'm going to try that. Oh, that's a great night oh, ride. God, I met it is at the other at Dominion oh, and Kings great. Island. It's good. I haven't been at the one to the one at Carowinds or 
where's the other one worlds of fun nowadays um anyway yeah yeah so um yeah we, we rode very very little you know the parks are very busy it is prime season and we had the time of our lives uh without even worrying about it you know granted we have the luxury of going several times a year not everybody has that but um i i like how it's like i can go to a park and not necessarily ride much even for a few days and still like feel like i did a lot you know yeah it just yeah i mean like i said it just sounds like you had just a phenomenal time and it wasn't based on i got to get on all these rides it was just about taking it in and enjoying the different experiences the park has to offer and it's a lot you know, you talk about all those hidden gems, all the food, um, you know, just, just, uh, you know, definitely. And then just the accommodations are just staying in the cabin or staying at breakers. I mean, not even in the park, but you're still having a good time. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, uh, you know, you know, Cedar point itself as a park is, is, is great, but you know, Cedar point, the experience, the, the entire peninsula is, I mean, that's a top three parks for me, you know, just, between the park, either the the lighthouse point or breakers, the beach, it's just it's just wonderful. Either water park's really good too, by the way. I always shunned it, and then uh, you know Aaron used to w- wanted to go, so we did. And they've got some great stuff there. It's really cool. They do. Um, they do. You just don't hear you just don't hear about it because it gets overshadowed by Steel Vengeance and Millennium Force. But you know, yeah, if you're going to be up there, you know. Definitely make the water park part of your experience. Awesome. Yeah. And for those of you who are still listening, thank you. Cause I've rambled for 45 minutes, but tweet at us. If you've been to Cedar point, tell us what your favorite, let's say your favorite non-coaster there is. What's your favorite thing to do? Whether it's the beach, is it to ride Windseeker or whatever? You're, Cause it's the roller coaster capital of the world. Okay, cool. We can take that, but there's other stuff to do. We want to hear that. What's your favorite thing to do at Cedar point, the, the entire peninsula. And if you haven't been there, Tell us what looks cool to you, you know, at attractions underscore GRP. Very nice. Don, what do we have going on now? Ryan, it is time for the pick six. Yay, pick six. All right. And to get it started. That's you. (laughs) Ryan, Bush Gardens, Tampa, surprised its fans this week with an all-new web series called Wild Encounters. So if you've not been to Bush Gardens, Tampa, uh, a lot of wildlife and things there. Uh, but I thought this was really cool what they were doing. It's a good way to engage their audience. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, I like how they're they're doing the thing where uh, this is all marketing. I'm sure there's a conservation and a, a message element to it, too. But um, a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, I haven't been to Bush Gardens in two years and. You know, God, I miss being there because now I feel like Bish Gardens is in my living room with this web series. So brilliant marketing. Cool move by the park, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I'm enjoying it. When was it. the last time you were at Bush Gardens, Tampa? Right before the pandemic. Really? Yep. So it was 2020. Yeah, right before the pandemic. It, ha- it was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. Uh, things were starting to shut down. Uh, but I was able to get it in before everything shut I, down. I actually remember that. You went to Disney too, right? Went to Disney too. I, yes. I remember you saying like, well, I'm either going to get it now or I'm not going to get it because if I'm going to get it anywhere, it's going to be a Disney world. Well, yeah. I mean, you got hundreds of thousands of people and that I kind of thought, you know, it's probably going to be now or, you know, I'll be able to uh, protect myself and, you know, stay indoors and that. And I wasn't going to get it. So, uh, but yeah, but I mean, that's, that was a fun trip. Bush Gardens, one of my favorite parks. I mean, just a beautiful setting. I like looking at, uh, you know, the alligators and, 
uh, some of the other wildlife that is there and they've got some fun rides and you know good food so uh looking forward to getting back there at some point just don't know where i'm going to fit it in right now you don't have to answer this for political reasons but do you like tampa or williamsburg better for me tampa yeah just because of the things i mentioned yeah just seeing like the alligators and uh you know i love montu you know it's a great ride um i like shikra great ride i love the barbecue that's right by shikra so there's a lot of reasons for me to um you know to give tampa the edge and that's just you know for me but you know love williamsburg too i mean it's it's you know beautiful loch ness monster uh just the scenery there so a lot to like about both parts. Yeah, I, I mean, if I had to pick one, I would say Williams. I like Tampa a lot, too. Tampa's got the better rides, I'd say. But uh, the cool part about Williamsburg is I love that Rhine River, how everything kind of sits in the valley. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, the Rhine... Yeah, the setting's great there. Yeah, like, well, the Rhine River, I think, is a lake, if I'm not mistaken. That's that's mm-hmm. not a... Because it's artificial, I think. But um, you can take, like, boat tours of it and stuff. And there's so many rides, like, interact with it. It's just beautiful. Both of those parks are just amazing. All right. Let's go with number two. Uh, so Ace, our friends at Ace, American Coaster Enthusiasts, they're having their big coaster con event. It's the 45th. Uh, it's about halfway through now. And they've had over a thousand people attending with 500 first timers. Um, it started off at Dollywood. I believe they're at Carowinds now. Have you been following some of the issues yeah, on social? The, oh yeah, exactly. You know, I've been uh, experiencing this event vicariously through all the social posts that I'm seeing. Uh, just, just some great content that's been put out there uh, by the ACE members. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, just really talking about what a great time they had at Dollywood, the hospitality. They had some inclement weather, but it didn't impact, uh, you know, everybody's experience there. They still had a great time. A uh, lot of camaraderie, you know, people meeting new people, like-minded people all coming together. Uh, you know, it's, it's just great to see Ace have that kind of a turnout. Uh, you know, they've had, uh, you know, that run with the pandemic where, you know, couldn't do it in 2020 took a little bit of time to, you know, to rebuild to where, you know, everybody's ready to travel again. Uh, you know, but you, you put that many people in, I don't care what park you're at, you know, in, into an event. Um, you know, it, it just, uh, it, it has to be an amazing time for everybody uh, with all the different activities and things that they've been doing. I, I you know, was, was looking at post about the photo contest they had, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, a friend of mine, Dave Jackson, was has been involved with that for years, uh, overseeing that uh, every at every con, and you know, just some some great photos in that that uh, people were sharing. But again, I get to experience it vicariously through everyone's posts. So keep it coming. You know, I want to see what's going on at Kara once once you get there and get going with that. Did you see what Dollywood did? That's like the coolest thing ever. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, there's a lot of things they did uh, during this. This well, event. I'm not saying uh, like I know they had Dolly like, showing up, but they. They made the uh, CoasterCon logo with the drones for their night show. Yes, yes, yes. I saw that. Um, really nice touch. I thought that, that really I would have nice touch. Like back when I was running KI Central, like I mean, they didn't have drones back then. But like we had, what we did about three KIC days. If we were just doing fun fireworks and fifty and the KIC logo, uh, you'd be cleaning up the midway after me because I would have dropped something. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah, and they knew nothing about that, you know, so that was a, a surprise and a delight. So very, you know, great touch, hospitality, you know, off the charts, got the event off to a great start. 
They did have inclement weather, but nobody cared. They're all having a great time. Yeah, it's pouring at uh, Carowinds now, too, from what I understand. But everyone's talking about, like, but that's that's a story to tell. They're going to have fun, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, everybody that they met for the first time at Dollywood, now if they're having rain delays in that at Carowinds, they're all still going to sit down and, and just, uh, you know, talk, get to know each other better, uh, and just you know, have fun just talking about their favorite coasters, their favorite parks, what they're liking about the event. Uh, but it, it's just really great to see the turnout that Ace had. Yeah, I completely agree. So, all right, what's next? Moving yeah. on. Uh, Solar-powered roller coasters. They're coming to Six Flags Magic Mountain, otherwise known to some as Wally World. Uh, it's an undertaking that will be California's largest solar energy project and the world's largest renewable energy site by a for-profit organization so what were your thoughts when you heard about this story ryan so it it had the same thoughts that i always have and i've always been curious about this and i'm not going to ask you because it's so out of your wheelhouse but i've always wondered how much electricity it takes to like run a roller coaster uh apparently solar panels will do it though so it can't be a a crazy amount right no and, and what i saw is just um it's something like three thousand. It'd be like the electric bill for three thousand houses. You know, just to, just to fire that up for a day. Uh, so one house is so electric bill for three thousand houses over the course of one day. One day, yeah. That's how much power and everything that that a, a park of that size would probably okay, use. Okay, the whole park, not not just not yeah, just one yeah. coaster. Because I've always, um, you know, I I'm not good enough. And I don't know enough to do the math, but I've always wondered about like, especially the old like LIM launch coasters. Like, I wonder what it costs to launch a train. Like, it, it's got to be an amount that's more than a few cents. But um, nowadays are so efficient that it probably isn't. It's probably very cheap. But I've always been curious about that. But it's cool. Yeah, solar panels, it's uh, it's renewable and stuff. So, um, you know, hats off to them for that. But uh, very, very nice. Don't know how many parking spaces they're going to lose doing this, but uh, that was one of the, you know, it's going to go in the parking lot. So um, I know that some places around the world have, uh, they build the uh, uh, the solar panels like above the parking lot. So people actually park in the shade of them. That could be nice there. But that mm-hmm. would be expensive. So I, I don't know. That would be pretty, pretty big for a, <laughs> for a project. That, okay. Anyway, so let's move back to Dollywood for number number four. Okay, number four. So Dollywood's newest resort is about to start taking reservations. So Heartsong Lodge and Resort, uh, June 26, 2023 is when they start taking reservations. And it's going to begin on uh, November 3rd. It's going to open on November 3rd. And it's going to be themed to the Great Smoky Mountains, 302 rooms. Uh, you know, all the amenities you can imagine, spa, restaurant, and so on. Uh, I actually took a survey about... Um, the, the names that they were thinking about using, uh, there's probably some sort of confidentiality to it. And, and I don't remember, but they had some interesting names for the restaurant. It was like something like the gathering space or or something like that. But I really like that. Um, Don, when you, are you a cabin person when you go to Pigeon Forge or are you, do you stay at the hotels? Yes. I've never done that. Cabin. Cabin all the way. Yeah. But, uh, we stayed at dream more, um, back in March. And that was a wonderful experience, you know, but, uh, but I tell you what, uh, so there are some perks to it. Um, so there's a lot going on. They have live entertainment and stuff. Like they have like a, I guess it's a fiddle since it's in the South. They have like a violin player. Um, 
they have Dolly's lemonade. Like Dolly has her own recipe and they give that out for free. Um, but you do get the time saver, the one time use time saver. So you can go to each ride one time and you get the preferred parking, which is worth more than all the money in the world at Dollywood with their parking situation. Um, but that's kind of cool. Uh, one thing that we, you know, speaking of, you know, being able to, when we stay at breakers, but that was nice being able to like bring our jackets in, knowing it was going to get warm later and be able to walk out to the car and put it in the car and so on. But ugh, when's your next trip to Dollywood Don? In August. A lot of things going on. Yeah. I was going to say, you're going to use all your vacation time up between Cedar point. Then again, I went to see, I went to Cedar point one week, two weeks later, I went to Dollywood. And then two weeks later, I went back to Cedar point. Well, I can spread it out. So like, you know, when you're talking about these kind of trips, you know, you're only taking a couple of days. You know, if you leave on a Wednesday night, you know, you take the vacation day, Thursday, Friday, you're there Saturday, come back Sunday. So it's like many vacations, you know, just do multiple ones of those, get a lot of different places in when you do it that yeah, way. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, so this past weekend, uh, as, as of the time of this recording, was a holiday weekend. So we left Thursday night. Uh, we, we stayed at Lighthouse Thursday night. We got there late. Uh, stayed at Breakers Friday and Saturday, came home Sunday. Um, and then the cool part is I still got the buffer day because Monday was Juneteenth. So I got that off work. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Um, so yeah, I kind of do the same thing. I take a Friday off. So it's like a three day weekend and we can leave Thursday night when we do either Dollywood or, or Cedar Point. But we might be doing um, like a big Florida trip for like 10 days. So I'm, I've got to ration something, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I got to get back to those kind of trips too, where I am at Florida for, you know, seven, 10, 14 days. Yeah. I'm I'm not great about like leaving for more than a week. After about a week, I get antsy and I want to go back to work. I know that's odd, but, um, uh, yeah, but, uh, so Aaron has not been to any Disney property except for Wide World Sports and you, uh, well, I don't know if you were there when we went to Disney Springs with or did she even, I don't know, regardless, she's been to Disney Springs and she's been to wide world of sports, but she's never been to an actual Disney park. Um, so that's going to be a first for her as well as horror nights. Uh, I've been there once, but she's never been. So that's really exciting. That'd be fun. Yeah. What's up next? All right. Moving on. Number five, worlds of fun in Kansas city. It begins its 50 nights of fire celebration this weekend. That'll start on Saturday. It features pyrotechnics, drones, a musical soundtrack, and a scrapbook of memories. Uh, the park, uh, former Kansas City Chiefs owner, the late Lamar Hunt, he was the one that, uh, uh, you know, created Worlds of Fun back when it opened in 1973. Uh, just a treasure trove of memories that guests there have, like, you know, any other park that's been around for 50 years. Uh, so this should be a pretty cool, you know, show, especially, you know, with drones being incorporated into it. How can you get wrong with drones? Well, you can't exactly. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I've, I've got friends that were there. Um, they did it like a lot of other parks do when it starts one date, but they actually do a run through like the night before. I think it was a situation like that. Uh, but they said that, um, very cool. Uh, a lot of the graphics and stuff were the same as fun fireworks and 50, but that's because a lot of the history intermingles, but, um, it's got, does it have original soundtrack? I, I never heard that. Do you know? Just a musical soundtrack is all I've heard that it has right now, um, but it sounds like it's going to be, you know, really good. Uh, something that uh, 
you know, guests that have been tending that park over the past 50 years, a kind of show that they've not seen before. So that should be good. And it's just, you know, a great year for Worlds of Fun with their 50th. They're doing a lot of, of, lot of fun things. Uh, they just opened Zambezi Zinger. And uh, the guests that I've heard, I've, uh, you know, what I've seen on social, they seem to really uh, enjoy the ride. I have a couple of friends that uh, live in Kansas City, and they said it's a lot of fun. You know, you get off the ride, you want to get right back in line and do it again. So that's, that's great to hear. And, uh, you know, hearing good things about the food. So looks like the 50th is off to a good start at Worlds of Fun. Ryan, what's well, next? Well, if there's one thing that Cedar Fair does very well, it's 50th and 150th celebrations. So if you're going to a celebration at Cedar Fair Park and it's divisible by 50, you're in good hands. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So last one. Um, so I'm going to end this on a down note uh, a little bit. But uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Europa Park experienced a fire. Um, and it's starting to reopen now. So the story itself, this is from the AP out of Berlin, but, uh, Germany's biggest theme park will reopen to visitors Tuesday after a large fire the day before, uh, the, the day before a fire, sorry, this is translated, so it's not perfect, but, uh, the fire sent a dense plume of black smoke billowing out of the sky. Europa park in the town of rust near the French border. Uh, was to open with only minor restrictions after the blaze Monday, but the German news agency had reported that, um, you know, it's going to be delayed till Tuesday. Uh, the fire broke out in the control room for an attraction on Monday afternoon at the time. Uh, 25,000 people were in the park. Fire alarms functioned properly. The park was evacuated. Uh, 450 firefighters fought the blaze. So, um, you know, it's, I'm not seeing any report of people being hurt or killed. Uh, this is just stuff. Uh, but with that being said, um, that's a lot of damage. Um, that, that is a real bummer, especially because that's the golden ticket winner best park in the world. And now it's a singe. The fires happen, used to happen a lot at amusement parks. I'm glad that's not a thing anymore. Aren't you? Yeah. Glad that that's not a thing like you just mentioned, but that, you know, beautiful park, you know, Ropa, I would hope to get there at some point, um, you know, hear from a lot of friends, especially those in ACE that have uh, gone there for different events and, you know, they love it, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's kind of, you know, it's sad to see those kind of stories when something like that happens. Yeah. But it's also kind of nice to see the stories about reopening and stuff. So mm -hmm. as Dolly always says, if you want to see the rainbow, you have to weather the storm or something along those lines. That's right. That's um, right. Yeah. Europa park is, uh, you know, it's got the shows of Disney, but the rides of Cedar Point from what from what I've heard. So that's uh, that's a bummer, but they're reopening. All right. So that was the pick six uh, and lots about Cedar Point, about all sorts of stuff today. We almost didn't get for those of you who are watching. We had, this is an hour later than we normally recorded because Skype didn't play well today, which is the story of our lives on this podcast. But Don, do you have any final words of wisdom? You know, no, just uh, really enjoyed, you know, hearing about your experience at Cedar Point, Ryan. Uh, you know, sounds like you had a great time. And, you know, I'm looking forward to my visit in August and, you know, trying out uh, some of that, some of those food items that you mentioned and doing all those hidden gems. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Walk around the park and experience the history. All right. So uh, for those of you watching the YouTube version, thank you. Uh, if you prefer audio, then search for the Attractions Group podcast on your favorite podcast apps. Uh, follow us on Twitter at attractions underscore GRP. Uh, 
And if you're interested in sponsorship opportunities, give us a shout through the private messages on Twitter and we'll get you set up. So thank you, everybody. We will see you next week.